This is episode 25 of the Remix Your World podcast with the Sweet Spot Miami crew. Welcome to Remix Your World. I'm Allison Kalagna, global DJ and music producer turned life remixer and personal growth coach. In each episode, we bring you real talk, inspiring stories, and heartfelt conversations of personal transformation to help you uplift and amplify your life. This is the Remix Your World podcast. What's up, world? This is episode 25 of the Remix Your World podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's like a small milestone for me. It's a big deal. Um, And I couldn't be even happier because I'm actually just going to talk to my friends. So the crew who are starting Sweet Spot, a new event in Miami that goes down this weekend, is here today. Aaron, Matt, Deanne and Pride, all people that I've known for hot minutes, are going to come over here and they're going to talk about what they are creating. There's so much going on in Miami, but what they are doing is something new, something exciting, something fresh, something sweet. And I'll let them get into it and tell you about it. So without further ado, let's just jump right into my conversation with these awesomenesses. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm not just a pretty face, people. I'm not just a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is so so I've never everybody welcome, but I've never done this with four people before. Well, never this way anyway. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know. We're we're very we're very skilled at the group thing. <laughs> that we are. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> oh, so it's awesome. Well, I'm happy that you all are here. And you know, I love all of y'all individually. So when I was, I reached out to Deanne, I was like, yo, let's uh, come on the show and talk about it. Because I love yeah, it. Yeah, well, we all love you too. And, you know, when I mentioned it, everyone was like, yes, of course, we'd love to. Yeah, because uh, it's, a big, it's a big remix. It's a it, big it, remix. This is a big remix. <laughs> and, you know, the way that you present um, people and their life and their life changes and the things that they're trying to do to shake, shake things up mm. is, a, is a really fresh approach. And it's a, such an honor for us to be included mm. in the program. Yes. I love I'm going to steal that momentum and say that um, when Steph asked me to do this, I said one thing to her. I said, I'm really honored that you'd ask, that you'd think mm-hmm. that I was, I had the, like some value in, in input. And I, I will say the same thing to you. I love what you're doing. And I agree that I'm honored that you want, you know, you thought we had something to say that was valuable beyond the party that we're doing and stuff, but that we have something that's, you know, that people want to hear. So thank yes. you. Yes. You are so welcome. Yes. So let's get it, let's get it popping. So first of all, before we even get into Sweet Spot, let's just do a roundtable about history. Um, the history of like your first moment when you knew that like house music and was your thing. And Pride, I'll start with you. You can go for it first and we'll just go All around. Right. Um, wow. Okay, so house music, uh, I always tell the gang, uh, I grew up in Jersey, North Jersey, North Bergen, right across from Midtown, man. And the choisy. And at that time, um, I was kind of fortunate because house music was part of our landscape. It wasn't something I sought out in a special way. I mean, it did later, but um, house music was in our school dances. 
Um, I was fortunate enough that, yeah, I went to school. So house was part of the grain of my culture. Um, it started with my mom. Mom was a disco queen. So, I mean, we start there, disco, funk, soul. Um, and my uncle was a circuit, you know, loved the gay scene in New York at a time that Susan was still at Rebel Rebel. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I met her at 15 and started to learn that world, the gay world, but also um, house was all over me all the time. So I was fortunate that I think my first moment was probably at, I don't know, 10, maybe going to a house party. It was in a community, like community dance, not our school dances in the corner in one of those community spaces. (laughs) I walk in and rob bass. It takes two. It takes takes two. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I, it's just that that moment when, you know, house is mixing with that, you know, like, and uh, this is acid and yo-yo get funky. Those were the things we were listening to in the dance jam and doing like a little grind and whatever. And I think I knew then, and I mean, I knew it at disco with my mom, but I knew this sound was something. It was something else. And that's that moment. I was a kid. Awesome. I love it. Deanne, what about you? Um, so I'm a Midwesterner and um, my parents were young. They were 17 when they had me. And uh, growing up, I was very influenced by their eclectic um, collection of music. So I was listening to eight tracks of Queen, of of Marvin Gaye, of Aerosmith, of, God, I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to admit Ted Nugent back in the day before I knew what he's all about today. Um, But, uh, and then like the Commodores. I just had a very sort of eclectic um, soundtrack behind me. Uh, and mostly it was R&B. My parents were, were young and, and they were fun and dancers. And I say that always influenced me. But I, I grew up um, not really plugged into that. I, you know, music was always around me. Mm-hmm. But it probably wasn't until I got, I was married uh, right out of college and I got divorced and I moved to South Florida in the um in the mid 90s late, late mid to late 90s and i moved to tampa uh where i live now mm. but i moved here the first time and the clubs were playing like freestyle mm-hmm. and um i was like wow i have what is this <laughs> tka yeah <laughs> and i started going to clubs for the first time i mean my my ex-husband was pretty, you know, pretty straight lace, wasn't really a dancer. We didn't really go out. So I really didn't have a lot of exposure to it. Um, and then I was coming out at the same time. So this was like, it was this whole new rebirth for me. It was like my second puberty. So mm. kind of in the midst of that was this new uh, musical landscape. And Tampa had a pretty thriving club scene. I remember going to, um, I think it was the factory and David Knapp was playing. Mm. And it's probably the first time I heard uh, Thunderpuss remixes. Right. And I, that's, I went up to him and asked him what he was playing. I never requested songs. I just, every time I went to and heard a new DJ and heard something fresh, I always went right up and was like, what is this? Mm. And I would go and try and find it. So I would say I'm a late bloomer and I definitely missed that sort of, uh, when when house first with like the transition from disco to house, mm-hmm. uh, obviously I love disco and I'm a, you know I'm an '80s kid, '70s 
eighties kid, but I miss that whole, um, the, the house scene, how it, how it originated. And so I had to have, I've had to play catch up, but it's in me. And, uh, it just, it started in the late nineties. That's awesome. What yeah. about you, Matt? It's funny. I'm hearing a lot of the same things from, from so far from, uh, my colleagues here. It, it does start, it did start with in my family as well. Mm-hmm. My mother, um, operated and then went on later to own a lot of different nightclubs in New York city wow. where I grew up. And then uh, it was house and freestyle was always around me. She would let me come to the club when I was 13, 14, and she would hide me in the DJ booth. And I'd get to see Coro, Judy Torres, TKA. Mm-hmm. And they would always sign my autographs afterwards because I was a little guy up in the booth. You know, so I, have all, I still have all of these photos of autograph photos of somewhere in my mother's house. That's so cool. Um, and then you know, using her as, as a catalyst, using my mom, and everybody knew who I was. I started becoming a barback and a promoter, and I would give out flyers, and and that kept me in the clubs for a while. Um, my very first nightclub job was working for DJ Frank Core. After he had left, you know, after he had left, well, obviously many years after he had left uh, Studio Fifty Four, and when he opened a club in Long Island called Silver Lining, wow. I'd worked there for a solid year before he found out I was only sixteen. <laughs> and then it was a very, very different conversation. And he's going to hear this, and I'm going to get a phone call. So <laughs> he's being modest. Tell him to tell you the other clubs that he may or may not have dabbled oh, in. Oh yes. From, yeah, yeah, but from that, from Frank, and from all the connections I've had, I mean, it's I've had I've been so blessed, you know, to to work in New York City proper with Peter Gation at Limelight and Tunnel, and then yeah. um, working in many of Richard Grant's clubs, including Sound Factory, the, the new Sound Factory, Forty Sixth Street. And just being around Junior Vasquez, Jonathan Peters, being around Tani Teneglia, all the real legends, it, yeah. it, it made me fall in love with the music. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Miss Erin? So I guess I'm, the, I mean, my dad is a music aficionado, but I moved out of his house when he was, when I was seven. So I think I taught myself more. I didn't really have the influence of my parents. Like, it was because of their lack of parenting that I would go into my basement and lock the door with my little boom box and my cassettes of Madonna, et cetera, but Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> Only repeat. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And just, and I would dance in my basement and that was like my freedom. It was my freedom spot, my freedom moment of, yeah, of for music. And then When I moved to New York City in the early 90s, I was living, actually, I was living on Long Island still, and I had signed up for the AIDS walk and by myself, didn't know anybody in New York City, got on the train, got got into the subway, and I'm standing in the subway outside of, I guess it was probably... um, What's it called? Yeah, Central Park. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I, this girl, I asked this girl, I was like, is this where the AIDS walk goes? And I don't even know. She, I don't know why I asked her. And she's like, yeah. She's like, do you have anybody to walk with? And I was like, no. She's like, well, come walk with me and my cousin. Well, our cousin <laughs> happened to be Michelle Jaffe, who was Judy Weinstein's assistant. Mm. Uh, wow. <laughs> so the universe. Yes. I think I thank the universe for that because mm-hmm. Michelle and I talked nonstop the entire AIDS walk wow. about music and about everything. And I was in her office on Monday morning 
and hanging out with Frankie Knuckles and David Morales and Baby Heck before mm-hmm. he became Hector Romero. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a little wow. baby. And hanging out with Jeffrey at For the Record and just like, I didn't, I just, I went to school in New York City and I would go to the office and just hang out there. Mm-hmm. So that's where, and then she took me out one night to Sound Factory and mm-hmm. even though I'd been going dancing and going out to uh, the teen club when I was 13 years old, mm-hmm. when Frankie was DJing, it was the first time that I really correlated that there was a person responsible mm-hmm. for that joy that I was feeling in that moment. I didn't leave the dance floor to go to the bathroom, to do get a drink, nothing. I just could not. I was glued. I had yeah. to just dance and be in that moment. Mm. And that was it. I love it. Hooked ever since. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So whose idea was it? Who, who, who thought about it first? Like who called who first? Um, I'm the, I'm, well, some days I'm to credit for this and other, other days I'm to blame for this. (laughs) (laughs) So a little seed that was a light bulb moment. Well, well, it's involved. So, uh, so it's probably, if you know me, and even if you don't know me, you can probably gather just by the way that, you know, 75% of at least the United States feels and maybe more around the world, but stuff's a little weird out there. And, you know, the election mm-hmm. in 2016, um, I've never been so politically like involved leading up to that. And it was a, it was devastating, you know, on many levels. And, you know, were it another individual that had, had won the presidency, I wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have affected me like it has. But, you know, we are where we are and it has done what it has done. And I have found myself, you know, in trying to cope with that, I was seeking out like direct line of community communication on Twitter and I thought that rage tweeting was going to be my you know outlet for this it was <laughs> for a short time I remember those oh, <laughs> listen I got really good at it but then I, you know I really got excited when he would retweet or when he would say something back my goal was to get blocked my goal was to get blocked and it never happened so I'm like all right this is empty I'm empty mm. so but what I realized it was spilling out into other areas of my life you know Mm. it was affecting my personal relationship my 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 wife relationship with my wife yeah and um I was sitting out in the sun one day and I uh, I had been sort of to cope had been listening and and looking at um Glitterbox I'd gone to a queen party in in Mm. Chicago and had some other experiences and uh, I realized it was possible to once again, find joy um, through music. And um, the, I had changed just sort of the, the musical uh, uh, soundtrack behind me. And I started going back to like classic house and listening to disco house and it was making me feel a different kind of way. And so I was in the sun one day, just sitting out back, just lounging with Nicole and uh, that's my wife. And I, and I said to her, I popped right up and I said, babe, I think I want to create something. I think I want to do something with my energy. I want to, I want to make some, I, like, I want to make me happy. And I think I can make other people happy. 
Because mm-hmm. if I'm feeling this, I think there are a bunch of other people that feel this way too. And uh, I sort of worked through, I don't know how, I don't know if it took like a day or two days or 24 hours. Or I don't know how long it was, but it wasn't long after that initial light bulb. I had a concept. I had a name and I just started rapid firing tweets off to these three. They, these three were immediately uh, who I knew I, were gonna, I was going to work with. And that's because we had already done some pretty great things together um, through pride, but I've already, I had already formed really great relationships with them outside of the events that we had done together. It was through those events. I knew that we could go through some pretty harrowing things and, really get, like get in the trenches, but always like find happiness just being around each other. And so I knew that there was, no, there was nothing too hairy that we couldn't manage and that music was always going to save us and make each one of us happy. Yeah. And so this is the team that I wanted from the get go. But she fails to tell you that in the beginning, she wouldn't tell us what it was. It was, I have a concept. I have a concept. I want to talk to That's you about true. a concept. And I would say, okay, Steph, what is it? No, 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 no. I, I really want to, to talk to you about a concept. Well, in a way, I'm gonna, you have a really big remix here, too, where you actually have to thank the orange man in the office for this. I do. No, I, I do. Like, I do. And, I, and I, I'm very conscious of you know, there's going to be a positive byproduct of this complete yeah. tragedy that we're experiencing. <laughs> and if this personally is it for me, then I'm fully able to embrace that. That's awesome. I'm never going to tell him to his face. <laughs> you, but That's okay. <laughs> that's, that's but, right. I mean, but I mean, how much art comes out of, out of pain like that? Or how much art comes out of, you know? Exactly. Some of the best... I would say I'd argue that the best art comes out of needing needing it. How's that? Needing to needing do it. it. Yeah, needing it. Really, necessity. really being compelled. Yeah. Necessity, because um, that's what artists do. <laughs> it yeah. seems like you know it's like the most pure creation is what Steph just did. You know, felt something so strongly and went, all right. How do I deal with this personally? Yeah. Like, what do I do with this? And well, she's a really talented DJ. So what does she do with it? <laughs> right. You know? I'm like, well, I have about ten minutes a day to think about something. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and fill it with like another giant project. <laughs> right. So then the next step was you brought them in, right? And so then keep us going of how it then evolved. So. You had the concept. When did it become like, all right, I've got the name. This is what I'm going to do. I had that before. Well, I sort of had the direction I wanted to go. And we sort of brainstormed some possible names. Um, And we, we landed on Sweet Spot. And the reason being, uh, and now that you, you hear the term, and even now that we have the term, uh, we find that we use it a lot to refer to a lot of things. Um, and for me, I think that this uh, era of music um, is the sweet spot of, of for people that are nightlife people, um, music-oriented people, um, kind of event carnies like us, uh, DJ, you know, DJs, it is the, it is the foundation of all the, you know, of all the club music that, that followed. And it is, it is born of all the musical inspiration that preceded it through jazz, you know, blues, 
disco, rock, funk, anything. It's it, it's kind of all encompassing the way that house music sort of, you know, gl- you know, finds all that and finds a way to present it in one like delicious package. And for me, that you know, like that, I feel like that's the sweet spot of of music. Um, you know, when we started developing how we would deliver it, we talked about what time of day, what mm-hmm. day of the week. Um, and it really just boiled down to uh, the sweet spot for us is in- inclusivity uh, and, and how we can get the most people involved and tuned in and um, affected positively by what we want to do. So if there's an overarching sweet spot to, mm-hmm. you know, the project in and of itself, but it comes from each little element having its own unique sweet spot. And how do we sort of find what that is for marketing, for you know, the time of day for the, the entertainment. Cause you know, we're, we're producers. So we're, you know, we're going to make it interesting and fun. Right. So, you know, what are those elements and what, what's the sweet spot of each of those? Yeah. Awesome. So pride, talk to us about the venue. So the venue is really cool. Um, we, I mean, there's a couple of things. Uh, our venue right now is uh, the Windwood Yard charcoal which is a part of the Winwood yard Winwood yard started about three years ago it's a really cool open air space mm-hmm. um and a collective in Winwood of artists food trucks um they really launched some brands that have actually left and become brick and mortar they're really um you know an incubator of talent and it's really it's a really beautiful space it is contain a container you know it has container space so everything is open air um, and they've been really behind it hundred percent. So we've been very, very lucky. It is an essential location, but more than that, I mean, I love our venue, but we are, what's cool about Sweet Spot, um, the venue, everybody is very aware when would, when would be closing in a couple months, we are really excited to move this around a little bit. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're teasing that and it'll be moving around not only within Miami, um, but in other States and it's not, uh, it's again, it's, since it's a passion project, but the idea of bringing this to other, to other, uh, States is really appealing to us and to other markets that we love. So, but with Winwood Yard, um, me, I didn't really have a lot of choices. I have a short list and mm-hmm. it was like, it was on my very short list and we got very fortunate that not only did they want to work with us, but they are overwhelmingly supportive and uh, we want to continue with that trend. I love Winwood as an area just because art is all around you. And they are the best, uh, one of the best um, examples of that area and what they do. Um, and you walk in there and you just feel like it's so interesting. It's so visual. Uh, there's so many different artists that make it up. And I feel like that speaks to Sweet Spot. You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense that we'd be in some sort of like artist incubator, you know, with cool ideas and things mm-hmm. that are different. Um, and I mean, you know, again, we are producers, so we're going to bring a lot of sound in. It's a really, it's a cozy space. Um, so you're going to feel really vibey and warm in a space that you won't feel overwhelmed by, you know, mm-hmm. it won't be that thing where I, we don't need 500, but I don't, we don't want to do that. That's not really our take. Not that we'll ever, you know, turn down large parties like that, but the idea of Sweet Spot is just that. It's yeah. to feel good, to feel that vibe and to feel that no matter people there are, you know, you, you feel at home. There's, there's food, you know, in the venue, there's places that you can just take a walk and take a moment and all that. And it's in a very lush, beautiful area of Winwood. So we got very, very lucky in there. Awesome. Yeah. Matt, tell us what you are excited about bringing to the table. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about the whole project. Uh, like Yvette was just saying, like Pride was just saying, this is a, it's a beautiful space. It is intimate. It, it will serve us very well. You'll be, you know, you, you feel like you're part of the mix. 
What I'm bringing to the table, what I'm hoping to do is going to be a lot of production, a lot of different pops of lighting, a lot of different washes, a lot of, you know, different decor elements, stuff like that. I, I don't, I don't want it to be, and I think I can speak for the partners when I say this, I don't want it to be just another event that's decorated with some, you know, spandex tubes and uh, Starburst. Right. You know, I, we, we, we collectively, as a partnership and as a unit, decided a long time ago, it's about the wow factor. It's about su- element of surprise. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, someone in the moment just having a, a, a I realize that I'm far too old to say this, but I'll say it anyway, <laughs> having an Instagrammable moment, you know, where you can just snap something. And we, we've worked together a lot uh, in, in those ideas. So I think, you know, I'm most excited to bring people the element of surprise, the element of not knowing, and, and really put a smile on everyone's face. Mm, I love that. What about you, Miss Erin? Um, sorry, I missed the question. Oh, so we were just talking about, I just asked him what he was most excited about bringing to Sweet Spot. <laughs> and so I'll just toss that to you as well. Um, what I'm most excited about bringing is a, is the fucking joy. Yes. <laughs> Bring the yeah. fucking joy. Oh, yeah. The fucking joy. <laughs> That's <people>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the joy, girl. Emphasis on the joy or emphasis on the fucking. Wow. I think both. There's room for both. Listen, there is room. There's fucking there is joy room. and then there's fucking joy. There is. I have to tell you, like, I don't know, there's something. There's a there's one of the techs on the ship that's gotten a little got a little something going in my body. (laughs) She's telling us the tea, y'all. She's live from Allure at the Seas. Miss Erin is telling the tea. (laughs) The tea at sea. Which, by the way, is a great idea for a show when she does these cruises. Really, seriously? Yeah, maybe that'll get me on the ship. (laughs) We can all. <laughs> I ain't no shame on my game. This is my show. I'll it. say what I want. Uh, you know what? I say that often too. I say that often too. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. So I do love though that you know it's like there's three you know, females, and then of course Matt's bringing it in for the male, which is where well, it's that's, opposite. That's questionable. All right, well, <laughs> you're bringing a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, that old adage that says, you know, it's like gay boys just want to have fun. Lesbians want to get it done. (laughs) (laughs) No. So teamwork definitely makes the dream work. Obviously you guys are a partnership. So what is the one thing like your unique gift in one word that you could say that you bring to the team as a whole and whoever wants to go first, you can just shout it out. Wow. Uh, Joy. Joy. All right. You can repeat. Nobody's saying you can't take somebody else's. It's just, we're just playing. Oh, shit. You know, I like to drop them quick. Creativity and spontaneity. I mean, creativity. Creativity. All right. Joy, creativity. I'm going to go connections. Connection. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm producing an Andy Bell concert tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Erin's a conduit. It's good. She's our conduit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Deanne. Uh, for me, it's the, I don't know how to really sum it up, but it's the, it's the passion. Passion. Uh, the passion. One. I mean, that's her a great pa- Her passion work. drives all of us, I think. That's true. All right. Steph Amazing. is like this, like, um, figurehead of nice. passion. The vision. Also known as annoying. 
stop texting me with to do's. I mean, that's, that's, she's also that. Now, oh, I get, I get, I get it. I'm doing this new thing with Blake and it's the same way. He's like, I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of texts. All right. I get it. I mean, you know, we, we, we have fun with her. Um, but listen, we are, we're all really, really busy. And if we didn't have like someone that was this passionate, bring this to us, I don't think any of us would have taken it just because we don't have the time necessarily, but right. her, she had a, a, passion is a good right word. I mean, it, it's infectious. And I feel like not a lot of projects are like that. Like this will have its fumbles and it's great. It's going to, and it's going to grow slowly, but she has this infectious passion about it that then we picked up. Yeah. And I don't know, we've, every time we go out and we talk about the project or we go somewhere, we continue to make these really interesting connections that are just out of the blue and people then have passion about it. And you don't see that a lot with these, you know, these types of projects. Um, and I think that's what we, what keeps us going, you know, like what keeps us trying to like find the time and, and, you know, really give us the attention that some of us can't sometimes, or, you know, we'd love to give this all of our time, but I think what really keeps us going is her passion that now has been, has grown into this ball of passion. (laughs) That's so awesome. It is. It kind of is awesome. She's making us feel good in that, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it helps too because you guys all have each other. It's not like one person to try to pull this off. It takes, you know, teams. Oh, yeah, there's no way I can do it by myself. But I think what's interesting about this project is, you know, while we're very task-oriented people and we're very like, give us an event, we will put this bitch together and we will turn (laughs) it out. You know, that's what we do. And there's... Uh, what is that? There ain't no problem I can't fix. What is that? That's kind of us in general in life. But, you know, we each individually have our days where they just suck. Mm-hmm. And I think what's been fun for me is like, I know that uh, like it was born out of a, out of a personal need to make myself happy and so I do derive joy out of just putting it together. What's been really fun for me and rewarding is when these guys will go about and do some element of it on their own and they'll come back to me and they'll go, you know what, Steph, sweet spot is the only thing that's making me happy today. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a vet putting together her podcast and we do a podcast every two weeks. So that she, just happened. She, <laughs> she's yeah, telling a true story, man. I had the roughest day ever and the and podcast was due. And I almost, you know, it's just one of those days where life really kicks your ass Mm. and, you know, depression gets the best of you or life, just life. And honestly, and I, it sounds so hokey, but that hour, that hour and a half was that, and I love my job and I love my life and I love my wife and it's not about that, but that, that, that I can feel that still after this long of being a DJ and this Mm -hmm. long of being this world, I don't know, you know, there's, there's a, that says a lot. So, and it was just. It was that moment. I said it to her. I was like, yeah, I sent her a quick text. I was like, hey, babe, just so you know. you know. And in those moments, I finally see why we do this. Yeah, you know, this was big together. because Yvette's probably the most cynical of all of us about it. As a person. You know, I, like, she's got the biggest wall of letting that kind Dude, of thing. Dude, I totally am. She, and so when, when it finally happened. CIJ. Exactly. So Erin <laughs> had already shared this with me, and Matt had already shared this feeling with me. So when Yvette had this moment, when Pride had this moment last week, I was like, the circle is complete. (laughs) (laughs) I have accomplished my goal. (laughs) And so now I know that we're like this Justice League of joy. 
And so, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and so we're just like, wow. you know, we're going to enter, like, there's just no way this thing can't, it, you know, who knows what it's going to be and who knows, you know, we're not trying to make a fortune off this. In fact, if we break even, we're happy. Party, party, we break even. But if, if we're able to do everything we want to do and the byproduct is the joy that we're trying to create, then we're, we've done our job. Right. And the fact that we all have been affected just in trying to put it together, it lets me know that I, I've, I'm more, I'm more confident than ever that this will yeah. succeed. But, and that's the, that's the reason it will too, because the intention is put, it's, 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 the intention is love and joy and it's out of your own like need and it's gonna, it, it will succeed because of, of what you're putting into it. Absolutely. I believe that. It's all about intention, baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so talk to us about music then. Okay. So vintage jams, classic house, modern house, like Sorry. how's it going to go? I'm going to take this one. <laughs> no, I got, I, I was told by my partner that I do music when we talk about this format for this reason, but cause I'm the most cynical. This, it ties right in. Um, dude. Yeah. We're going to look, um, disco is alive and well, and it's, it, we're not going to pigeonhole. That's not who we're about. And, and if you know our formats, obviously and flag, you're included in this. We are three DJs that really try hard to stay off, you know, off center. Yes. Um, that's what I've loved most about your career whole life is that, you know, you stay in a market, but you're trying to stay off center for a reason for your personal goal. So disco's alive and well, we love it. And we want to show that, but it's more the feeling too. We want to play stuff that came out yesterday that that's within that vibe. We want yes. you to hear classics. Like we talked about that made your world, you know, that, that first track that you heard, um, you know, Steph talked about this house. She's like, you know, we want you to hear the samples of every track that you love, <laughs> yeah. respectively, from the last 20 years. Man, we do this all the time. We've been looking for music. And the fun part of this is, like, you start looking for tracks. Like, you know, the DJ thing that we love to do so much, why we do this. And so we start looking for tracks. And this is happening to us, seasoned DJs. And it's happening a lot. Um, there are samples. I'm, gra- I'm going, oh, my gosh, is that really what that's from? And it's blowing me away every time, making me smile. Um, and yeah, so there's a geek element to this. And of course, industry is going to like that. But I think what I, what my point is, it resonates beyond that. Mm. If we know that Glitterbox and all this stuff, we know that is, is taking over. Disco is very healthy. Yeah. So is Deep House. So are all these formats that are, are thriving on the same soul, funk, um, and house, early house. And it continues to evolve. Um, and that's where we are. So the idea that there's vintage, absolutely, a lot of it. But there's so much music in these decades, you know, that it's not going to be this pigeonhole. It's going to be disco from the 70s for five five hours. There'll be, I don't think there'll ever be a time that Sweet Spot will sound the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's so much music we're we're pulling from. There'll be a mood I'm in and, you know, we'll hear a lot of new disco and stuff with all these great samples. There'll be a mood we're in where we're going to place legitimately, you know, especially in the early early times. Soul, funk, the, the actual original tracks, there's beauty in that. Um, and then mix it all up and, you know, remix it as we do and feel it out and see how people are vibing on it. I think that's why it's so cool. Every time will be different because we're pulling from what, 40 years of music. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the main thing is it's never going to be heavy. It's never going to be dark. It's, you know, my bread and butter is, you know, the (laughs) circuit, the circuit parties and the big rooms and, it's not ever going to sound like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be modern tracks in there, but they'll have a, you know, a, there'll be modern classics. And um, the, the, we just want people to, I mean, if, you, if you're a fan of 
to break it down, if you're a fan of the music that you hear in Pose, it's like if we're talking to young mm-hmm. people that don't really know, if you're a fan of the tracks that you hear in that, you're going to hear a lot of that. You know, uh, I just think the main thing is we're, we're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it real. It's going to be fun. Um, it'll be vocally. It will be dancey. And uh, it's going to hopefully make you feel something. And uh, the overriding feeling is happiness and joy. Then that's what we're doing. Mm, I love it. I'm so excited for y'all. I, know. I wish I could be there, but I can't. I know. I'm going to be gonna be in Dallas, but I'm going to be there for with you in spirit. Okay. When is it? February 16th? Yep. February 16th, uh, which is a week from this Saturday. <laughs> Do you hear her? You hear the stress in her voice? Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, it's from 5 p.m. To, to midnight, which, again, I think really encapsulates some of the best uh, timing in Miami. Like as this, as you're either coming off the beach or you're, you know, you're getting, you know, the latter part of the day when it starts to cool down, you get sort of that twilight, you get the sunset, you get the change in mood and energy as you enter into the, the nighttime of Miami. That for me has always been a little bit electrifying mm-hmm. and you don't have to stay out till seven in the morning and still party your ass off. Nice. So I think that's a, a good time frame for us. So. I love it. so where can people find out about this? Anybody want to go? Dead. Nobody jump on this now. Nobody ahead. jump on this. <laughs> and radio silence. So, <laughs> I'm trying so, to dominate the conversation. So we're all over. <laughs> so go for it. Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're Spot. Sweet Spot Nightlife Miami for a lot of those things. Um, I'll link all of that up in the show thank notes. You. Also. you can get our tickets on Eventbrite. They're they're not expensive. Like right now, it's ten bucks. Yeah, it's ten dollars. You can that's two that's two cups of coffee at Starbucks, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> Find your joy. Right, it's fifteen at the door, and you know it's not. And again, it's not going to be always about Event and I. We will always be sort of the yeah. steward of the music, but we're going to have guest DJs and. And uh, it won't be about us. It's about it's about this the brand and the party and, and I, the product. So I know I can't tease it, but I can tease it. We have a shameless plug that I cannot tease. We have a really well, great I'm for sure. March. All right. Yeah. And uh, oh, you're gonna like lag. I just you'll you'll listen. We'll we'll let you know first. But <laughs> I know we can't quite go. But we really got lucky. Nice. Um, and we are we're fortunate. And that's what the whole friends part is. We really are gonna bring people in. Um, we don't wanna. Like everything else, we don't want anybody to have any expectations of anything. Come into the party, you know, come and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but you definitely get some surprises. And, you know, all of us have been in. We have some friends and friends of friends. And we're lucky. Uh, we will have some really great talent surprising people coming in, doing that thing where they're just going to vibe for an hour or two in a setting that you're not used to seeing them playing stuff you're not used to hearing them play. Yeah. Or DJs that maybe we don't listen to in our market sometimes that don't right. get you don't get access to. How's that? Amazing. So... Yeah, we're excited and we're working hard on things like that. And, you know, we're grassroots. It's small. We're not trying to, but it's powerful. <laughs> the idea and the movement's pretty powerful. And with that being said, I mean, there's also a lot of different cities that we can't also say legitimately right now without a signed contract. But right. let's just say there's a lot, of big, a lot of big news that's going to be coming out from us in the next week or so. That's awesome. I'm so excited. All right. Yeah. So one last question for all of you. How do you define music? Whoever wants to go first can. I'm a little old school when it comes to how do I define music because in in house, I think especially what we're talking about now suits me in the sense of 
if you can take me on, and, and I, I realize it's been said before, but it's the truth. If I can get on a dance floor and you can take me on that journey, if you can tell me a story, mm. I can close my eyes and forget about everything that's happening in my life. Mm. That's what I look for on a dance floor. That's what I look for when I'm listening to my, my, when I'm jogging, listening to headphones or when I'm at work or when I'm at the gym or by the way, I do none of those things, but you know, that's what I would. <laughs> you were, you were. Right. <laughs> so good. It's, it's really, it's yeah, about the journey. Didn't call you out. None of us. We stood strong when you are jogging. <laughs> So, so you see, so Matt is like a—he's like a—he's like the perfect person for like a silent disco. So if you could take the concept yes. of silent disco yeah. and 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 sort of translate that to gym, gym time, <laughs> that's what Matt is. That yeah. is. I realize you know this is a radio show and you can't Zumba. see me, but I'm dancing right now. So <laughs> magic Zumba. You don't even have to go. You don't have to show up. All right, Aaron. How do you define music? Soul saving. Amen, sister. <sighs> Yeah. Whoever's text messages, damn it, turn oh, it off. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I don't. I honestly, I don't care. <laughs> um, All right, pride. How do you define music? Oh, Jesus, it's gonna be so corny. Uh, it's always the hardest. I, so, I, I oh my god! I mean, music. Is you can be corny. Life. It's remix your no, world. We we life. we celebrate it's, corny here. Music <laughs> has been the answer to pretty much everything in my life. Every problem, and it's so Danny today. Give me to say, but hey. <laughs> Toss it to the maestro, and he is certainly my maestro. Uh, yeah, it's been my answer. I, you know, when I seek something out, when I need it, it is an answer always, you know. Um, and it's, it's a solace, a solace that I can't find in much else. And I have very good people and very good things and a very good world, but the solace music gives me, I don't think anything else does. Amen. I feel you. Deanne? <laughs> um, so I think music is, is very much... Like some people know me as Stephanie, some people know me as Deanne, and it's about 50-50 these days, and that's okay. I <laughs> mostly answer to babe around this house. But um, you know, I think music for me it, it does um release a, another part of myself. It releases the Deanne within me. Mm-hmm. So uh it it reaches in and it 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 takes me out of myself and, and puts me somewhere else. And it, it brings out uh, maybe the better part of me. I don't know. Is mm. it the better or is it just the more of me? But it definitely, it definitely in, in, it enhances and makes me whole. Oh, I love it. Oh, I see. We just had a woo-woo spiritual wow. moment. Can oh, I get an amen, amen on the yeah, Remix yeah, World Show? Amen. Yeah, amen. Those are good <laughs> answers. Damn. <laughs> all right. Well, we aim to inspire. That's what we do. All right. So I love all of y'all. I'm going to link everything up to the sh- in the show notes. I wish you all the most success. I'm so proud of all of you. And I- I'm happy that you're taking a risk and doing something different. And you're going to bring the joy. So I acknowledge you all individually Thank for you. that, for-, for taking a risk and doing this. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to hear about all the success and I, I, I'll have to come down and come, come and go to one for shout. Uh, you're a friend. So uh, that's it. is open. You're a comma friend whenever you want to come down. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, you have to do that. Kalag, you would bring, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You'd bring a whole other thing. I know. I still have those CDs, Kalag. Just know that. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm down. I have those CDs, man. (laughs) Those those gave me life. I still have those. (laughs) I'm I'm into it. I'm down for whatever. You know that. I love all of y'all. Thank you you so much for having us. We love you. You're so welcome. For giving us an opportunity to 
like to just, I don't know, vibe with you. It's You're really welcome. special. Thank you. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. We'll talk soon. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found something inspiring. And I'm going to go ahead and link up all of the information to the show notes, including all of their individual socials and the sweet spot information. I really love what they're up to. I love that they are all so passionate about the music and I'm looking forward to hearing about their success. So if something resonated with you of what one of them said, please let us know. You can DM me on Instagram or hit me up at the Remix Your World Facebook group. You can also find out more information about my upcoming March CIJ class at remixyourworld.com forward slash CIJ. And if you're curious to know more, hit me up in a DM and I'm happy to tell you all about it. And if you're new to the podcast, make sure you go back and check some of the other episodes out. I've interviewed a lot of people with some inspiring stories that are inside our industry and outside our industry, and they've all got a message. And so it's my mission to deliver inspiring content, whether they're me delivering five-minute motivational mixdowns or sharing stories of personal transformation. So make sure you go back and check out some of the other episodes and make sure you subscribe in iTunes and leave a rating and review. I would much appreciate it. That's all for me. Take care and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.